Hi, welcome. This is Gary Rogowski for Splinters. Thank you very much for joining me. Today's chat is entitled, Question Your Assumptions. I've been trying to write more because I like this work, and writing has been one of those joys slash efforts of mine that has been put aside recently. So I'm trying to practice it more. I am am not as talented a writer as Alan Iverson, so I, I need to practice this. Anyways, I'm working on some essays and bouncing back and forth between those and my book on the Beagle, and I really like this. It's a book I called Lost and Found, Jimmy the Beagle. Did I ever tell you about the time I lost him right next door to my house for like almost an hour? This is such a revealing story that I am almost embarrassed to tell you, but what the heck. The Beagle was about 10 or 11 years old at that time, a seasoned veteran of our neighborhood. I got him off the streets when he was about two, best guess. So around the house, he knew the rules. You stay in the yard. You can cruise all the way out to the curb if you want. Don't you dare go out into the street. You just stay in the yard. Everything's great. Inevitably, some new pedestrian in the neighborhood would would get all freaked about finding him on the corner and see him out there and look at his tag and call me up. Say, are you missing a beagle? I would ask, where are you? Corner of such and such. I'd say, yeah, I'm inside the house. He's mine. He's fine. Leave leave him alone. He owns the street. And he would be fine. When he was done perusing his kingdom, he would come back to the side door of the house. But he had an unusual habit, did the beagle. Instead of yipping or barking or something like that to get my attention, scratching at the door, he would jump up in front of the screen door. Screen door, beagle sighting, screen door, beagle sighting, screen door, beagle sighting, etc. Just jumping up and down. He had the hops. Never did anything but leap at the door. No sound, just sightings. Very curious, but effective. Really a very effective way to let someone know quietly that you are at their door. You should try it. It may take a little to get noticed at first, you know, first try at this, but it did work for Jimmy. It did work. So one day I let him out and he was cruising his bailiwick when some shapely scent, I don't know, wafted itself downhill to the house. Some intriguing, alluring, inescapable finger of a smell tickled his nose and lifted his paws up off the ground and away he floated to follow it to somewhere in a bliss of olfactory essence. Probably cat shit. Anyways, after a time, I said to myself, where's Jim? I haven't heard from him. So I went outside. I didn't see him. I called for him. Nothing. Hmm. So I walked down to the corner. He wasn't there. No sign of him. I walked to the edge, uh, the other edge of my yard, and still no sign of him. I walked around back. No sign. I became a little concerned, so I gathered up the wit twins of mine, half and dim, and put them in my back pocket and said, let's go look for the beagle. I walked all the way down the block calling him, and I got nothing. Now, this is starting to worry me, because he never took off at home. He never took off. I went a block and a half in the other direction to my friend Sean's house to see if if the beagle was there. No sign of him there. I was becoming concerned. I decided to go all the way back to the park to see if he was there, and he was not. 
Walked all the way back, calling, whistling for him. He was not there. Now, me and the twins at this point are completely unbalanced. Jimmy would not hop into the back of a truck filled with treats because he knew where his bread got buttered, and he stayed close. (laughs) People would try and pick him up, and he would bite them. So I wasn't worried about a theft, but I couldn't figure out what had happened. I walked past my next-door neighbor's house, and this house was old when I moved into the neighborhood, but it had been transformed a few years back and gussied up, and full daylight basement had been put in with windows and window wells, and, and there's no way Jimmy had fallen into a, into a window well. He's no dummy. So he's not down there. I didn't have to look at that, and he wouldn't leave the yard, and he wouldn't fall into a window well. So, But, you know, I checked everywhere, and I thought, well, it couldn't hurt. So I walked up to the window well and looked down into it, and there was Jimmy looking up at me like, hey, what's going on? Get me out of here. He said this wordlessly, of course. I, I was stunned. No barking. No. Why didn't you tell me I was calling you? He just was waiting for me. Now, may, he, he may have been leaping, but he couldn't get high enough for me to see him, or if he had been, that would have been a hilarious sight. Beaglehead jumping up and down. And I'd walk by the spot, I don't know, three or four times calling him for the last 45 minutes, an hour. And he never barked at me, evidently because he thought more highly of my intelligence. (laughs) Clearly a mistake on his part. Anyway, it showed me once again that whenever I make an assumption, I need to question it first. Is it truly, really a correct assumption? Because it may have never happened before, but that didn't mean it couldn't have happened this time. I just couldn't make that assumption. So, in the spirit of these blustery days, I will not assume that you have read the last newsletter of mine or listened to my last podcast. So, I'm going to put this message out again to my listeners and readers and say that our online mastery program is trying to get up enough momentum to start a new group, I hope, in December. So, if you've thought about it, if you're considering improving your skills as a designer or starting to learn design, and improving your skills in building furniture, and want to learn a whole bunch about woodworking and design, please contact me and ask for prospectus. It's a great program. Uh, It's been running now for 20 years. Taught a lot of folks through it. A uh, recent and unsolicited comment from a current student, Mike, up in uh, Canada. Here's a testimony, he writes. Here's a testimony you may choose to post. It's sincere. Gary had promised you'll be a better woodworker. True to his word, within three weeks of starting the mastery program, my hand tool skills had improved and my perspective on furniture design had broadened. Simple exercises like chiseling an indent into the base of a straight table leg illustrate how texture and creative elements can elevate and enhance your work. Focus on techniques and design have taken me past straight lines to creating more balanced and flowing functional pieces. It has redefined what goes on in my shop. My designs are no longer limited by my skills. And yep, I am a better woodworker. Mike. Thanks, Mike. So please go to our website, northwestwoodworking.com. Go to the online mastery page. Click on that and you'll get some information there. And you can click on the link there to ask for a prospectus, which I'm happy to send along. Question your assumptions about your work. 
Always worth doing. Thank you very much for listening. If you like what you hear, you can support me on coffee.com. Love hearing from you. And uh, please check out the website. We're, we're still running. We're still grinding. We're still going. So thank you for your support. And stay safe. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.